Shadow Summit Paranormal Research Lab. This is Kieran speaking. How may I assist you? Hi, Kieran. My name's Jerry. I've had, well, I've seen something quite extraordinary in the Port Kelly Woods. Pleased to meet you, Jerry. Could you tell me more about this encounter? It was unexplainable, Kieran. There was an object hovering over a clearing, silent and seamless. And then, there was a flash of light, after which the object disappeared. I did find a fragment of what seems to be some unusual metal. That sounds strange indeed. Jerry, could you guide me through the sequence of events that led to this discovery? I was out on my daily inspection, when I saw the metallic object. I was amazed, almost disoriented by this sight. I tried to get closer, inspect it, but then that brilliant light obscured my vision. And the next thing, the object was simply gone. I felt puzzled, humored almost, like nature played an elaborate trick on me. And were there any particular conditions that day, like the weather? And when did it happen exactly? Can you tell me anything about your family history? Have you noticed any other phenomena in this forest before? The weather was calm, with the afternoon sun in full splendor, around 3 p.m. And as far as I know, none in my family has claimed to witness anything of this sort before. It was peaceful, like every typical day in the woods, until this entity appeared. Jerry, anything else unusual that you observed, either before or after this event? I can't remember anything out of the ordinary, Kieran. Except that the metal fragment I found, well, it seems stronger than any metallic material I've seen before. Have there been other witnesses to this event, Jerry? Or perhaps someone else who may have a different perspective? I'm unsure. I did speak to some locals about the incident. But other than whispers, I don't think anyone else saw what I did that afternoon. Jerry, your experience shares similarities with numerous accounts from different cultures. Sightings of hovering objects accompanied by bright light were commonly reported in Celtic and Greek traditions as a possible divine encounter. Good to know that at least I'm not alone. Kieran, are there any similarities with reported paranormal activity in this region? Sightings of unusual floating objects or lustrous lights are not unheard of, particularly in secluded, naturally undisturbed areas, often attributed to local legends, alien encounters or atmospheric anomalies. Based on your experience, Jerry, I suggest you remain observant to document any further occurrences. Keep the metallic fragments safe. It could be a valuable piece of evidence. Contact us should anything else occur. Can your team come over for an in-person investigation? We'll certainly consider your case, Jerry. I will discuss it with my colleagues, assess the feasibility, and then we will decide the next steps. Thank you, Kieran. I look forward to hearing from you soon. The pleasure is mine, Jerry. Remember, you can always count on us. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Take care. You too, Kieran. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jerry. I've received an interesting call today. A gentleman named Jerry claims to have witnessed an unusual event in the Port Kelly Woods, including sightings of a mysterious hovering object and a flash of light that seemed to make it vanish. Hovering like a drone or a UFO, Kieran. Also, did he mention any distinct features of this object? He described it as seamless and silent, Victoria. And there was more to it. He found a piece of what he called unusual metal, which he claims was left behind when the object disappeared. The old UFO theory resurfaces again, eh? Could be a military object, maybe even a rogue drone. What about this metal fragment? Any more details? Not much more, Jensen. But Jerry described it as stronger than any metallic material he's seen before. This reminds me of quantum levitation, an unexplained phenomenon in physics where superconductors can hover. It shouldn't naturally occur, of course, yet it's worth considering. 
That's a stretch, Victoria. If we're entertaining all ideas, then we could argue it's space-time manipulation, like in a wrinkle in time. Now that would explain the hovering and the disappearance. Interesting theories both, and somewhat in line with the numerous accounts I've come across during my study of cultural mythology. Sightings of hovering objects accompanied by bright lights were often perceived as divine encounters. Were these divine encounters ever affiliated with visions of strong, indescribable metals? Yes, objects left behind by such encounters were often described as otherworldly or beyond ordinary comprehension, which parallels Jerry's account. Addressing the temporal aspect, did Jerry mention how long this object was in the sky before the flash of light occurred? The time frame wasn't explicit, but Jerry did mention that the sequence of events was swift. He suggested that he was somewhat disoriented by the sight of the object. If we want to get serious about investigating this, we should consider a field study. We can attempt to replicate the conditions of the event, analyze the metallic fragment, and scrutinize conditions within the vicinity. Agreed, but we ought to proceed with empirical skepticism. Jerry's recollection is our primary source of data, and that can be inherently unreliable. Indeed, both your points are valid. I suggest we conduct an in-person investigation, keeping in mind the proximity to local legends, possible atmospheric anomalies, as well as scientific theories we've just discussed. Sounds like a plan, Kieran. Excellent. I'll make arrangements for us to visit Port Kelly. Let's see if we can unravel this enigma. Day one. As the plane descended towards Port Kelly, I felt a pulse of anticipation. On the suggestion of my colleagues Victoria and Jensen, I'd embarked on this journey to unravel the mystery of a seemingly otherworldly object seen by Jerry Galloway. The phone call still echoed in my mind, Jerry's words sinking hooks into my scholarly curiosity. What was it about this specific case that had intrigued me? I suppose it was the curious amalgamation of potent scientific theories, atmospheric anomalies and echoes of folkloric tales. My initial strategy focused on interacting with the locals. Getting an earful of their perspective had always been my preferred modus operandi, a tradition perfected over many a pint in Irish pubs. The setting was intriguing. Port Kelly, a quaint coastal town, was famous for its folklore and ghost stories. I wondered if the serene beauty of the town and the inexplicable mystery of the woods had contributed to these stories. Jerry had greeted me at the ferry dock. His account had been breathtaking. He'd seen the levitating object, then a flash of light, followed by the disappearance of said object. How did he feel witnessing this? Like I'd stumbled into a fairy tale, he'd confessed. Day two. As I ventured into the woods, I felt a chill despite the warm sunshine. Could it be the weight of the situation, the charge of the unsolved mystery that hung like frozen breath in the heavy forest air? My Irish upbringing had left me with more than a handful of eerie forest legends. I was armed with my notepads, binoculars and EMF meter, tools of my trade that offered a strange sense of comfort. I decided to replicate Jerry's conditions, waiting until 3pm, the exact time of his encounter. As time ticked away, nothing unusual occurred, although the EMF meter noted a fluctuation. Just when I was about to pack up, a dog walker mentioned her grandmother had seen a strange light in the sky many decades ago, a historical ball of yarn waiting to be unwound. This added layer of history complicated matters. The locals had reacted cautiously to my probing, reminding me of similar reactions during my investigations in Ireland. Victoria and Jensen's words filled my mind. Expect resistance, but keep pushing. 
In the face of this resistance I pushed on, persisting with my questions and observations. I returned to the lab at the zenith of twilight, where the metallic fragment sat waiting under the microscope, casting ethereal reflections in the dim light. The sight of the fragment, an artifact of an enigma, sent a ripple of excitement through me. Testing the fragment under different conditions, I made a peculiar discovery. When subjected to a specific frequency, the fragment emitted an unusual glow. It was a spine-chilling moment, leaving an eerie echo in the sterile lab room. The incident was alarming, and generated more questions than answers. What sort of metal responded to frequency in such a way? Was this a characteristic of the entire object Jerry saw? The enigma had deepened the threads of this mystery weaving into a tantalising tapestry. My final night in Port Kelly was marked with unanswered questions and suspicious glances from the locals. The fragment's reaction continued to cast a long shadow over me. It was a parting shot of sorts, a haunting reminder of the lingering mysteries of Port Kelly. As I headed back towards Pennsylvania and the lab, the coastal town receded into the distance, the unresolved mysteries of the woods tagging along with me as unwelcome souvenirs. It was a narrative following me back to my colleagues, a surreal experience waiting to be dissected and a folktale retold. Tell us about your investigation, Kieran. Quite an interesting one. Met with Jerry Galloway, a local who supposedly encountered a hovering object that disappeared with a flash of light in the Port Kelly woods. Sounds like a classic unidentified flying object case. Any distinctive marks on that mysterious object? According to Jerry, it was smooth and silent before it disappeared. This points to advanced technology. Oxford quantum levitation experiments could yield similar results, but then a floating silent object already falls well within the capability of, say, the defence technology. That's where it gets interesting, Victoria. Jerry picked up a metal fragment from the site of the incident. According to him, it's stronger than any material he's ever encountered before. Interesting if this is a piece of an alien ship. Can we get it tested? I've already conducted some preliminary tests. It seems to respond to a certain frequency by emitting an unusual glow. Metamaterial that reacts to certain frequencies. A cloaking device, perhaps. Possibly. There are definitely more questions than there are answers at this point. Sounds like a plot from Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End. We'll need to dig deeper. Yes, we should approach this with scientific scepticism, but also an open mind. So what's our next step? I suggest we continue our lab analysis and cross-reference the data with other similar incidents. Additionally, having more boots on the ground wouldn't hurt. So it seems we have quite a case on our hands. Good work, Kieran. Indeed, interesting times ahead. By the way, there's another case that just came in from Arizona. It appears that this is going to be 